I'm Marlo Higgins, and I've spent nearly four decades as an entrepreneur building boundaries around time and energy. I am captivated by stories of creating that mythical balance between priorities and success without the guilt and fear of missing out. I'm a to-the-point business coach that helps start a company, rebrand another, and launch my own. Now I'm running a thriving online brand with the white space in my calendar to spend time with my family, nurture my soul, and create an impact in our world. Are you dreaming of striking a balance between a thriving business and a joyful life? It is possible, and it starts with you. Get out your field notes, and let's tap into Peaceful Achievers, inspiring you to create a vision, level up your skills, and show you how to set boundaries that support the life you desire. This is 22 Minutes to Having It All. All right, welcome back to 22 Minutes to Having It All podcast. This is Marlo Higgins, your host. In this episode, we have Brian Esposito. Oh my gosh. He says that time is our most precious commodity. And as all of us, most of us know that that is actual fact. Brian is the founder. He's a CEO. He's an investor. He's a board member. He's an advisor. He's a public speaker. And Brian Esposito is somebody that you want to learn from. So in this episode, we talk about life lessons and the values and the morals. As an entrepreneur, he goes through sharing about trust. And he, again, just, we have such stellar guests in this podcast. It just kind of blows my mind. And I love the friendships that I make. And so Brian and I really connected. We've got a lot of synergy together. And, you know, he shares about trusting people. And, you know, sales is all about trust. And how many times and ways that he has had deceit and experienced the not so nice side of it. And so this episode really kind of digs into a lot of things around these life lessons and the values and the morals that we need to have. And he does some massive name drop. And I'll tell you, Brian is somebody that you want to know. But what excites me about Brian is how he loves to work with startups and founders and entrepreneurs and truly the journey to helping other people. So, and he'll share in the episode that they reached a huge financial milestone. They checked a few boxes with their company. They're into the Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency, that whole platform. And so some amazing knowledge that is shared. And then also Brian, he experienced death at a very, very young age. He was also in 2016 hit by a drunk driver, which really changed his life. And in this episode, he unpacks a little bit about that. So stay tuned to it. Make sure that you tap in, pass it on to your friends who need to hear that same message, and then reach out to Brian directly. You'll see his details in the show notes. And so he is definitely going to be somebody in our network as we build clients for life. And he's just one of those rich people that you want to hear and learn from. So have an awesome rest of your day and we'll catch you next week on 22 Minutes to Having It All. Okay, so you've just been moving and shaking a lot of things. You and I had a really rich conversation. I think it was back in October when we yeah. connected. Yeah. So it's yeah, been a hot scary. minute. You blink and it's February. It's just right. Okay, so tell me what the stage name. What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So I'm in a shared universe studio. It's amazing. And Ming Cheng here is the CEO and owner. So and that name pops up when I jump. I love it. Phones. I absolutely love it. I love Dollar it. name, though. I'm honored to use it for a few seconds every time I... I right? <laughs> throw people <laughs> off, just kind of throw those curveballs out of the way. Okay, so tell us what you were just on. Because, I mean, you've been breaking some records and setting some ground in your, your NFT exposure and coins and all this. So, obviously, you just came off of a live show. What yeah. was that all about? 
amazing week. We made financial history with the launch of TurnCoin's security token offering. Uh, TurnCoin is the first of its kind, 100% revenue sharing digital security that's registered with the SEC. The operating company of all those revenues that get shared with all TurnCoin investors and TurnCoin holders is known as Virtual Stacks. And it's the ability to buy and sell and collect virtual shares or virtual trading cards of people. Uh, We have the full support and investment from incredible icons like Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, who's leading into the Super Bowl right now, Cam Jordan, Von Miller, Wendell Carter. We just announced Luke Bryan as our global music ambassador, also as well as Randy Jackson, business entrepreneur and amazing icon David Meltzer. The list just continues to grow. Wonderful people support this platform. And what it does is allows for people to have a great liquidity event. If there are icons and celebrities and have huge fan bases, it's another level of proximity and connectivity where their fans and supporters can buy these virtual shares and have that connection with their favorite artist, celebrity, athlete, entertainer, musician, go on every walks of life. So great way for these amazing people to, to generate a lot of revenues, have those revenues go to their favorite charities or continue to support their careers. And then the other aspect, which is really more important, is that the billions of people around the world that have passions and dreams and have goals that they want to achieve, but they don't have the financial capabilities of getting there or the awareness of getting there. This is a vehicle, think of it like a GoFundMe and a person going public in the same platform where they can raise money to be the next Derek Jeter and use some money for a new mitt. They want to be the next Taylor Swift. They can sell these virtual shares to their fans, their family, their local community, their classmates, and they can go take singing lessons or go book out a gig. So the platform's live. It's active. Many, many years of work. And again, we announced some financial historical moments this week and really excited to bring this to market. Oh my God, Brian Esposito, this is phenomenal. What got you into this? Give us the two cents story. And obviously we don't have a lot of time in this episode, but we want to know who you are. I mean, the fact that you can come to the table speaks such volume and power. Where'd you come from? How'd you get started? Great question. I ask myself that every day. Uh, So (laughs) we're quick as I can say, 20 years of work building what I've built. So over 20 years now, that's sad to say. Built a holding company wholly owned by me at the top level. Underneath it, there's well over 95 companies now that continues to grow as I acquire, start, merge, or build new companies or projects. That attributes to over 20 joint ventures around the world and proudly operating in 25 different industries. So if you look at it like a complete world or arsenal of amazing IP, technology, products, solutions, and services run by exceptional management, CEO, and leaders... That's wrapped with, I hope, best in breed accounting, regulatory, compliance, legal. We even have a private security division that protects a lot of our key IP and key personnel. And then that's wrapped with resources like great investment banking partners, great strategic capital partners, as well as private banking partners. And again, it's an arsenal of resources. So my mind works a lot better with more and connecting dots and creating opportunities. So over the last five years, what I really love to do and how I got to meet TurnCoin and their CEO, Rudolph Markroff, is getting invited into companies, whether they're startups, even up to Fortune 500 companies, and they use me and my holdings to help them open up new markets, create new value, boost their balance sheets. I'm very old school in my business philosophies where it's, if you want to be in business, you need to make money. I'm not the unicorn guy. Don't use me to build a BS unicorn company. Use me to help your company become sustainable, profitable. And then your company's value, the multiplier of those earnings, that's fair to the market, and you, and you build a real sustainable business model. That's what I like to do. And it's really fun when 
a startup or a Fortune 500 company that's starting to fail a little bit or you know, companies that are failing in general, it's really exciting to say, okay, what am I holding that opens up a new market to you? It's think of it like peanut butter and jelly. I'm going to connect these companies with you or these opportunities with you. And we're going to get you back in motion. We're going to start opening up new revenues for you, maybe correct your profitability. There may be a market or an opportunity that you didn't even think about that's a key market for your offering that you don't have access to or you didn't think about it correctly through your strategy. And it's exciting because the way that I work, it's principle to principle. There's deals to be done that win, win, win for everybody. There's no fluff or working the middle area of a business to try to hopefully get something done. It's people coming to the table through me with their guns on the table and say, okay, what are we going to do here? What's the play? What's the angle? And then the deal gets done. And all of a sudden you go from zero to hero as a company because you just needed the right access or the right thought process. A lot of CEOs and founders have tunnel vision. They work in fear. They are surrounded by people that don't really add value. I come in and I help kind of shake that up and re-inspire them and get them and their stakeholders back in a good place. Ryan, do you have a qualifier process? Because you're listing out some really top dogs here. What's the process to get in the room with Brian? There's got to be something that you've created or a system that you've built that allows that. So you know that when somebody's in the room, you have the synergy, you have the power to work together and move to the next step. Is there a process? Yeah. More of a process now than ever. I have an issue of inherently thinking people are good and they, what they tell me is real and, and legit. You know, I hate to break this to some people, but that's not always true. You know, unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of, I don't say bad people, there's a lot of people that may act outside of ethical reasons or maybe BS and some things that they say they have that they don't have. And for me, I needed help to say, we need to filter out, like you said, they need a process. I'm open to anybody. Send me a message on LinkedIn or go to my corporate site, eie.rocks and reach out to me or Twitter, Brian G. Esposito. I mean, I don't care if you're a startup with zero money or if you're a billionaire. To me, it doesn't matter. If there's good work to be done, let's do it. I like Good people doing good work is the byproduct, money's the byproduct of that. And that's the way that I operate. So there's no qualifier as far as you need success to talk to me or don't have success to talk to me. It doesn't matter. What I do look for is I want to make sure you're humble. My gut has to tell me that you're a good ethical person. Don't be flashing me your watch. Don't be bragging about your fancy car, your fancy vacations. To me, that's noise. I go deaf when that happens and I kind of leave the room. That's not my motivator. I'm not motivated by money. It's just a byproduct of, of the work that we do. So I need to make sure that we are like-minded, we get along well. And interesting thing about me is that I, I'm a founder for most of my companies and the ideas that I have. So I know how founders think and I know what they need. So when it's my companies, it's my rules because my ass is on the line. That's, I put that in place a few years ago because I was a little bit too lenient with that. But when there are other people's companies that I get invited into, I'm there to support them. I know when to speak, when not to speak. I'm there to, to make their, vi their visions, their dreams, their goals come true. I know not to overstep them. I know not to intimidate them in a, in a certain way. I'm a resource for them because I've learned that a lot of people get intimidated by me, even though I don't have ulterior motives. They always think there's something behind it. And that's because of life. Everybody got has gotten beaten down. There's been scares. There's been issues with people in their companies. So they put their guard up a little bit. But I'm someone that thinks if you put your guard up in a world where you need to be open to opportunities, you miss opportunities or you don't properly nurture opportunities. I've turned everybody that has hurt me or has taken from me, stolen from me, tried to, whatever their intentions were, as a, as a way of thanking them 
because they've shown me a vulnerability that I have that I need to fix. And if you think back of everybody that hurt you or put you in, in harm's way, I guarantee you not only have you learned something from them and that you've become a little bit wiser, but I also guarantee you that you met some incredible people through that bad person because all of most of my best friends and colleagues and partners I've met through bad business deals or through CEOs that were just not good people. And the funny psychology about that is you have this trauma bond where you think you're smart and the other person thinks they're smart and they both got taken advantage by somebody. So you have this like war bond with them and now you move forward, you laugh about it and you, and you do great work together. So long story, very long is that everything happens for a reason. People come in and out of your life for a reason. And if you do your best to not put your mindset in them, because if you're wondering all the time, why did that person do that? I, I would never do that to somebody. It eats at you. It takes away from the time and energy you need to be used elsewhere. And nobody thinks like you do. You have your own unique life experiences. You're being raised in a certain household. Nobody has been through exactly what you've been through to this day to think the way that you do. So the minute you can stop giving other people your mindset, you know, if you're, if you're religious, say a prayer for them if they've done you wrong, thank them for doing you wrong and move forward. You become a more well-rounded, open person. And what I'm trying to get at is you can't let somebody doing you wrong block you from somebody else doing you right. And that's a hard thing to accomplish because we're not robots. So um, thankfully, I've, I think I've not fallen trapped to the negative side of that. I mean, Brian, and this is why we connected and we have stayed connected. I mean, we both kind of had some bumps and bruises getting this episode recorded. Life lessons. This is the reason why you came on to the Having It All podcast is because you state that time is our most precious commodity. When you and I spoke, I mean, the biggest thing that I learned from you and I think our audience is taking away is just the life lessons, the values and the morals that you need to have as an entrepreneur. I mean, what you've described is you've been there, you've skinned your knees, you've had these experiences and you're using it to leverage and share. So it's two sides of the coin. One thing, you've had these setbacks, but then look at where you are today. Look at who you're in the room with and the deals that you're doing. So you experienced death being the youngest of four. Can you share with us, just kind of take us into this personal side of Brian, because there's a depth and a richness to you and such a humble spirit. Can you give us a little insight there? Oh, I love talking to you, Marlo. That was the nicest thing I've heard in years. Yeah, so again, 10 to 13 years, youngest from my siblings. I have two older sisters, one older brother. Great people, amazing people, but I grew up in a different household than them. I've been to more funerals and celebratory events, being such a younger sibling where grandparents passed away at a younger age. Uh, my dad's father was my best friend. I think about him every day. I lost him when I was eight, nine years old. And biggest impact on my life was idolizing him and, and cherishing him and you know running home from school and wanting to hang out with him rather than go to the playground and hang out with a bunch of kids my age. So I connected very closely with older people from then till today. And I learned that you can, you can be gone in a second. So from an early age, I understood the value of time, which like you mentioned, led to my you know company motto that time is our most precious commodity. I truly believe that. And I also believe water is also our most precious commodity going forward. So I don't want people to think I'm a hypocrite, but they're important. And that's what allowed me to really be welcome into a lot of rooms that I shouldn't have been really in creating and starting my professional career. I might be 16, 17 years old being invited into very wealthy boardroom for me to just sit there and listen to. I was honored to experience that. I still, to this day, I sit back and I'm just humbled to be dealing with these amazing people and then them 
now listening to me. And the hardest thing about an entrepreneur is the age. There's a lot of brilliant kids out there that have just wise thoughts. They're old souls. I think I was one of them. So when you're building this career and you can be in a room with somebody that has more, I'm going to say financially, that has more financial success than you, has more financial history and building companies than you, the hardest thing at times is to have a voice in those rooms. And that was troubling for me to figure that out because I knew things that where the future was going that the CEO or the principal of that room or that meeting that I was in, no matter what I told them, no matter what evidence I showed them or whatever I wanted to articulate, I knew it wasn't worth my time because I was 30 years younger than them. So rather than me have this issue of building resentment in that relationship, which I knew was human nature, and you can watch a bunch of movies, there's enough human history to show what we should and shouldn't do. So I'm not more knowledgeable than anybody. Just be aware. I knew that this is somebody that's allowed me to be in the room. This is somebody that's taken me under their wing. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to think my thoughts. And at the right time, when I nurture this relationship, they're going to continue to help me because they're already helping me. I don't have to show them I know something they don't know. Listen to me unless I pound my chest or try to be arrogant or obnoxious. Let me just sit there and learn and listen. And the right time will come up where I can talk to this person about what I may need. And they're going to be there to help me rather than me being young and immature and, and, and trying to have a voice that I knew I wasn't ready for. So it's an, ex, it's an interesting experience for a lot of young entrepreneurs that I know you know more than the person you're in the room with because I've been there. But you need to know more than that and it's just to sit there and shut up and listen and find the right opportunity and find the right time for your voice to have power. You know, it's easy to follow you. You have awareness and you have intuition. I always say intuition is the oracle. When you can really do the gut check, and I've always been in the people business, no matter what product, company, whatever alignment I'm in, it's really at the end of the day, it's the people. People are the product and your ability to read them, I think is attributed to much of your success. How do you relate to that statement, Brian? It's a great statement. I have a, so my ability to read people is a catch 22 because there's good and bad in all of us. I read the good. I read the good strong. And I know that as you get older, it comes easier because you can see personalities or certain things if you know it's not going to end well. But I do believe everybody has good in them. And if you're with them and there's an opportunity there that you can control, that's why I built what I built. Most of my career, I built what I was building wrongly. People were using me for their betterment. I was helping people become more wealthy. I was helping brands get launched and become multi-billion dollar brands. I didn't properly have the right model. My model now is is great, I think, because I had a life-altering experience in 2016 when a drunk driver hit me head on and I shouldn't be here. My whole world fell apart. And again, back to my psychology and the way that I think is that I was grateful that woman hit me because she could have hit somebody else and killed somebody or killed a family. And also, my whole model was wrong because my world fell apart. Everything just disappeared. I had to rebuild from less than nothing. But this time, I was going to rebuild with inviting people into my world, but warranted people, keeping my inner circle as tight as possible and controlling, not in a Hitler type of mentality, but controlling the outcome that I know is beneficial for all, but more importantly, what makes me happy. That's the end game. I needed to be happy with my time, my work. I needed to focus on things that I was passionate about. And I was no longer passionate about helping people become more wealthy and forgetting me and having business amnesia that I call it. People have 
tremendous business amnesia with me throughout my career because they hit successes and they've got their stride going and they don't remember or want to remember who was key in putting that in motion. And, and that was me. So now back to your question is that I bring people into my world that I know we can really mesh well with and we can do great things with. And then I want to see them succeed and I want them to surpass what I built. But in the meantime, we're going to work together. Here is the rules of this relationship. When you start to include, this is my legal, this is our compliance, this is our Markham, our global accounting firm. Real people will go through that process because they want to work with you. They believe in you and they see the value there. People that are just trying to use you or don't have what they say they have, they disappear like a magic trick. So that goes back to, to time. If you have a simple process and you're not sure if somebody's legitimate or not legitimate, get a friendly lawyer, get a friendly accountant, build a little bit of a filtering system. And I, like I said before, real people will go through it. Fake ones that are just trying to use and abuse you will disappear and, and you'll be very grateful for just sending one email message out and saying, here's my legal, here's my accounting. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And as I mentioned, the good people will respond and the bad people you'll never hear from them again. Okay, so we're going to close this episode. I mean, I could talk to you forever. I mean, this is just good synergy. I love the direction that you come from, the humble spirit that you have and the success that you've reached. But this is the final question in the interview is, what does having it all mean to you, Brian? Having it all is going to mean something different to me a year from now, so by the way. But, but right now is the ability to have choices. And that's a sad thing that people don't have choices. They have to get up and go to their job because they have mortgage payment, they have rent, they got health care attached to it. The ability to sit back and say, I don't want to do that, that's a great place to be. And, and that's a wonderful place to get to and aspire to get to and not have to worry about the idea of, well, I can't do the things that I want to do because I have XYZ that's keeping me back from it. You need to find a way to get off that hamster wheel and to go towards a path of life that allows you to have choices and to say yes or no to things. And to me, I think that's an ultimate goal that the world should have. It should be a basic human right to have freedom and choices. And new opportunities are coming up that are hopefully helping people get there, but got to find a way to get there. Brian, this was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much, Brian. This was just great insight. I look forward to sharing this with other people. And again, this is just such a reward. We might even have to have you on again. Let's just see what the audience comes back with. And our listeners, I can tell that they're just going to be eating this up. So Brian, thank you so much for your time again today. Thanks for listening. Now, if this conversation sparked something for you, can you do me a favor? Go to Apple Podcasts and follow the show and leave a review. Your feedback tells other business leaders like you how it's possible for them to have it all too. Next, if you're a leader with a lot on your plate, I created something just for you. It's called the Daily Something. It's a mobile coaching tool designed to help you create the habit of having it all in your business and your life. So you can learn more about it by going to marlohiggins.com clicking on the daily something in the navigation bar.